0: We're doing all of you a favor, you ungrateful.
1: Welcome to Tech Tales. I'm Corbin Davenport.
0: I'm Joe Hirua.
1: And today we are talking about Songs of Innocence, which was the album that Apple gave for free to everyone from U2, which didn't go over as well as Apple or (laughs) U2 thought it would
0: yeah, like right before we started co- recording, you you said, "Oh, I don't remember the name of the album. I better look it up." And I was just thinking, I don't think anyone else did either. No,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just the free album. Yeah, by yeah, yeah. So this was a a fun thing. First, I'll do just a little bit of context. Um, if you don't know, U2 is an Irish rock band from Dublin, which was formed in 1976. The members of the band are Bono. Who is the lead vocals, and yeah he does the rhythm guitar uh the edge who does guitar keyboards and <laughs> some backing vocals?
0: I uh, really don't know much about YouTube yeah. but, like, there's a <laughs> member of the band his name his name called the the edge the edge <laughs> what
1: here's a pretty good web browser,
0: yeah, well, I don't know about that,
1: yeah. Uh, there's also Adam Clayton, who is on the bass guitar, and Larry Mullen Jr., who is on drums and percussion.
0: And a lawyer, it sounds like.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. so so that's the people in U2, and they actually had a pretty long relationship with Apple. U2's music was featured in several ads for iPods and iTunes uh, early on. And uh, there was even a special edition U2 iPod at one point. So Oh, wow. Yeah, so a- Apple and U2 were pretty integrated for a while. So now we're going to fast forward to 2014, which is when U2 met with Apple CEO Tim Cook. So Tim Cook had uh, been CEO at Apple for a few years now.
0: Oh, really? Why was, why was I picturing this as Steve Jobs era? But okay. no, that's way off.
1: Yeah, I think Steve Jobs left Apple in 2011, I want to say. So okay. yeah, this, this was a while after, but like most of the work Apple did with YouTube was under Steve Jobs. So that makes sense. So yeah, U2 met with uh, Tim Cook and YouTube's new band manager was there who was named Guy Osiri. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. And also at that meeting were Apple executives Eddie Q and Phil Schiller. And they were discussing a promotional deal for U2's upcoming album. Now, we don't get the details of this meeting until later when Bono writes a memoir, much, much later in 2022. So I'm going to read kind of a long section from that, which was also published in, I think, The Guardian. The link will be in the show notes, but here's, here's Bono. Quote, free music, asked Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple. Are you talking about free music? Ten years had gone by since the Vertigo ads. We were in his office in Cupertino, California. Our new manager, me, Apple executives Eddie Cue and Phil Schiller, and we just played the team some of our new Songs of Innocence album. You want to give this music away for free? But the whole point of what we're trying to do at Apple is not give away music for free. The point is to make sure musicians get paid. No, I said. I don't think we gave it away for free. I think you pay us for it, and then you give it away for free as a gift to people. (laughs) Wouldn't that be wonderful? Tim Cook raised an eyebrow. You mean we pay for the album and then we just distribute it? I said, yeah, like when Netflix buys the movie and gives it away to subscribers. Tim looked at me as if I was explaining the alphabet to an English professor, but we're not a subscription organization. Not yet, I said. Let ours be the first. Tim was not convinced. There's something not right about giving your art away for free, he said. And this is just to people who like you too? Well, I replied, I think we should give it away to everybody. I mean, it's their choice whether they want to listen to it. (laughs) Critics might accuse me of overreach. It is. If just getting our music to people who like our music was the idea, that was a good idea. But if the music was getting our music to people who might not have had a remote interest in our music, maybe there might have been some pushback. But what was the worst that could happen? It'd be like junk mail, wouldn't it? Like taking our bottle of milk and leaving it on the doorstep of every house in the neighborhood. Quote.
0: Very interesting. It's so funny how, from Bono's perspective, it does make perfect sense.
1: Yeah, because like this was before Apple Music as like a subscription service existed. Mm-hmm. This was Spotify was around at this point, I believe, but the idea of, of streaming music was still kind of, sort of new in this subscription system. So there was some pushback because like Apple wasn't in that market at all, so it would have been kind of weird.
0: But like, it it totally makes sense what he's saying about like you know getting it in front of people that aren't necessarily youtube fans there's only potential for more youtube fans there and like i can totally see why he was just like oh it's just like junk mail like oh there's just some songs on your phone and you get and you can just totally ignore it what's the big deal
1: yeah so later that year on september 9th of 2014 apple held a press event where tim cook revealed the iphone 6 And the original Apple Watch. This was a pretty big event as far as Apple (laughs) events go. Wait, this
0: was the same year as the very first Apple Watch?
1: Yeah, this is when they announced the uh... Apple Watch. Yeah, And the event ended with a short segment from U2, which we're not going to watch. So I will send you this link. And this uh, video is also in the show notes for anyone who wants to watch the whole thing. Uh, You ready to go? Yeah. Okay. Hit play on three, two, one, play.
2: There's one other thing I'd like to talk about, and that is our love for music. Music runs deep in Apple's DNA, and it runs through the core of all of our products. Apple changed the way people listen to music a decade ago, and iTunes has been at the center of that experience. We celebrate our love for music, with the iTunes Festival. And it is going on as we speak in London at the historic Roundhouse. Tonight, Sam Smith will be performing. Over the years, we've had some of the best musical artists in history performing at the iTunes Festival, and some of the best performing at our own Apple events. And through that time, we've built a very deep relationship with the music industry and the artists that make it up. A decade ago, we began a very deep collaboration with one of the best bands of all time. And that, that band is U2. U2 has agreed to perform for you today. And we could not be more excited about this. U2 is among the most respected artists in the world, among the best-selling. They've won more Grammy Awards than any single band in history. They're a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And as accomplished as they are in music, They have also made incredible accomplishments by focusing on human rights causes and the advancement of the human race. It is incredible honor for us to have you two join us on stage and perform.
1: So what what do we think?
0: Um just the YouTube two performance and Tim Cook talking about music. Nothing really uh out of he's the ordinary really at this psyched point. up about it. Yeah, he's very psyched about YouTube, but like at this point if I was just watching this, I'd just be like, Oh yeah, they're really excited about getting YouTube. That's cool.
1: And they've they've done this a couple of times where they'll have a musical act at the end of one of their events. Let's skip to okay, go to One hour, 50 minutes, and 11 seconds. Two, one, go.
2: You guys are freaking great. You are great. That was the most... Wasn't that the most incredible single you've ever heard? (laughs) American Dude. We would love a whole album of that. Uh, There are rumors
3: that YouTube hasn't made an album in the last five years. That's untrue. We have (laughs) made several albums. We (laughs) just haven't released them. (laughs) Um, uh, We're (laughs) making music all the time. (laughs) That's what we do. Uh, With this, we wanted to wait until we had one that was as good as our very best work, as good as the best we've ever done.
2: and uh, You know, we feel the same way about products.
3: <laughs> We're <laughs> the blood in your machines. <laughs> oh, Zen master of hard and software, Tim Cook.
2: <laughs> and, uh,
3: look, fi- it, as of last, this time last week, we finished our album, it's called Songs of Innocence. We're very excited about it. The question is now, Zen master, How do we get it to as many people as possible? Because that's what our band is is all about.
2: Wait, are we we the very first people to see this in the world? Yes.
3: (laughs) Kind of see it.
2: Is this a white label copy?
3: That's a white label copy, that is. And the question is, and I think you can help us, how do we get this to as many people as possible?
2: Well, you know, we do have iTunes. I do
3: believe you have over a half a billion subscribers to iTunes, so could you get this to them?
2: Sure, we could do that. Could you, like,
3: do it in, like, five seconds just by pressing a sort of magic
2: Apple send button? You could do that? If we gave it away for free
3: but first you would have to pay for it. (laughs) Because we're not going in for the free music round here. You
2: You would consider? consider? I've been told I'm a good negotiator.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You would consider putting Songs of Innocence out to over half a billion people free in say five seconds from now? Yes. We could.
2: We press the button. It'll take a little longer to get all the way across the internet, but it can start in five seconds.
3: So, YouTube. Let me just get this straight. <laughs> YouTube's new album, "Songs of Innocence," is going out for free to a half a billion people in the next five seconds. Five, four, four three, three, two, one. Two, one. Wow, that's instant gratification.
2: Did that really happen? Did that really happen? We're not kidding. That just happened.
3: Wow. You're incredible. Thank you to everyone at the Apple team. This is a, this is a very, very big deal for us. It's, it's kind of our core dna the clue is in the name but we really do want to get our music we put everything we have into this, this is our most personal record so thank you thank you thank you so much
2: so just just to make sure that we're all clear Every iTunes customer gets this album, this incredible album, for free. Woo! That's over a half a billion customers. And it makes music history because it's the largest album release of all time.
0: Now That was... Um I highly encourage people to watch it.
1: <laughs> it's it's much more awkward watching it. Yeah. It's the same like CEO doing a scripted bit during a live event that has never And
0: honestly, Tim Cook was not that bad
1: in that. <laughs> no No Tim Tim's fine. It's just always weird.
0: <laughs> yeah. Bono was actually the weird one, I think.
1: So yeah, that was the that was the end of Apple's uh September event. After that event, the album "Songs of Innocence" was added to all Apple accounts in a hundred and nineteen countries, and it was planned as a timed exclusive for iTunes until October thirteenth of twenty fourteen, and only after that point did it become available on like normal CD purchase or other platforms.
0: That part was uh pretty interesting. I did not remember that because um, that kind of is like. I mean, U2 is a very big band, for to only be available on iTunes that long was kind of, kind of crazy.
1: Yeah, even now, that's not really a thing that happens, like having a timed exclusive from music.
0: And with the way that like tech has gone, you'd kind of think that that would be a thing, but it's really not.
1: Yeah, especially since it's a thing with almost all other media now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So... Apple also promoted the album's lead single in TV ads in an ad deal that was costing them around a hundred million. Like in terms of broadcasting the ad everywhere, one estimate said that Apple was paying up to thirty million dollars for this free album deal. That was just like one guess. I don't think anyone really has a good estimate for this.
0: For some reason, my gut instinct is to say 30 million sounds low for that, but I guess I don't really have any context.
1: Yeah, I don't know, because it was a lot of people who were like, Apple was technically buying the music on behalf of, but also it was a timed exclusive on top of that.
0: Right. And we are talking about one of the most popular bands in the entire world.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was just one guess. I don't really think anyone has a good idea of how much it cost. Um, as for the album itself, Songs of Innocence received mixed reviews from critics. It earned an average score of 64 out of 100 on Metacritic. I didn't know Metacritic did music <laughs> before <laughs> working on this, but apparently they do. So just seemed fine. I-, I listened to it before this episode. It was fine. I'm not a big YouTube person.
0: I'm pretty indifferent on YouTube as well.
1: The album didn't perform well commercially, but that was sort of expected after <laughs> releasing it for free to so many people before <laughs> it could even right. be purchased. It debuted at number six on the UK albums chart, which was the band's lowest debut in the country in 33 years. Again, that's for like the paid sales, so that's you know that's after the iTunes time is over.
0: That's after um, everyone already hated it.
1: The release did boost iTunes sales for the band's other music, though, with 17 of U2's albums appearing in the iTunes Top 100 chart in the days after the release. So U2 got a pretty good deal out of this. They got a lot of money. We don't exactly know how much for a timed exclusive. They got a lot of money for a advertising deal with Apple using it in commercials, and they got like a, a boost to their other album sales.
0: Yeah, I would say they did do pretty well. Although, what we haven't talked about yet, maybe some people soured on them because of it.
1: Yes. Yes, this was not not everyone liked this. (laughs) Um, We'll say that. The way this deal worked is very different to how most free stuff works now on digital platforms. Right. So Apple, Apple didn't have a subscription service yet. This was not like an album being added to Spotify. So, you know, nowadays when there's a free item on like, you know, Epic Game Store or some other outlet, usually it involves specifically going to the app or the store or whatever and adding it to library. Like there's a step somewhere where you do something. And there's a couple of reasons for that. It, Helps people just go to like the storefront, like have a reason to open the store, and then they might buy something else. If the company giving away something for free has to pay for it on like a per uh, acquisition thing, then like it's less money for them to do it that way, but they can still say they gave it all for free. So there's a couple reasons why most of the time when companies do this, there's still like a thing you have to claim, but this did not work that way. Uh the album was automatically added to everyone's libraries who had iTunes, so it showed up in their libraries and it worked just like a album you would purchase and Because Apple devices had an option to automatically download newly purchased content, if someone had that on, then the album would be downloaded to their device <laughs> with no warning so there yeah. was uh, yeah, so this turned into a meme of like oh apple's making everyone download a YouTube album, which wasn't like a hundred percent correct. Cause not everyone had that option on, but like, it's I, I, I wouldn't say someone was wrong for saying that.
0: Yeah. It was obviously enough people that it became like a thing.
1: Yeah. This was like a meme. It turned into yeah. a meme.
0: And that is, that is so funny. Like what you were just saying about how different this is than free stuff nowadays. Like it, it literally is like Apple put a USB drive into everyone's iPhone and moved the album files onto their phone.
1: Yeah. I'm not entirely sure on the mechanisms of this because I I don't think I was using iTunes around this time. I think I might have already been switching to Google Play Music. But my understanding is that usually with like downloaded music, there was a slide-to-delete action in the music app, but that did not work for this. And initially, the only way you could remove this album, like in the couple days after it first showed up, was opening iTunes on your desktop and going to your purchases and hiding it, so there was a lot of people not happy with this. I was reading um a lot of like forum threads in like Mac rumors and stuff there were some some interesting replies that kind of echo how people were feeling about this. I found one that said quote it really sucks, exclamation point. I have to turn off show all music on my iPhone to keep U2's crap off my iPhone. I hate U2, and I hate Bono even more. <laughs> IMO, this is worse than Windows forcing updates when shutting a computer down. Um, another comment said, help, how do I get this garbage U2 album off my phone? Please, Apple, don't ever pull this stunt on us again. You think we slash us slash me wants to listens to U2? What gave you the idea that I was interested in a U2 album?
0: I mean, you do have an iPhone, so
1: there. There are a lot of people unhappy with this. Um, there were also a lot of people who uh, liked U2, and they were fine with this. And there were other people who just didn't care, because that's how opinions work. Definitely some frustration. I understand the frustration, to be sure. Where if you've got like this carefully curated iTunes library, <laughs> yeah, now Which, there's a yeah. random album you might not care about, or even don't like. I have to say,
0: I I remember this all wrong. When you told me that we were talking about this, I thought that this album came on a new iPhone. Like they launched a new iPhone and it came with this album. I had forgotten that it was like an update that was just sent out to everyone.
1: Yeah, it was, it was for everyone who had an iTunes account at this time. And for, I think it was a month, after after this was announced. Like Tim said, it was the biggest album release at that point, um, even if a lot of people didn't want it. Yeah. There was also some people in the music industry who weren't really happy about this. Nick Mason, who was a drummer on Pink Floyd, brought it up briefly in an interview, saying, quote, It was so unexpected, I thought, and interesting that people took such umbrage at being given something. That does devalue things. Music has been horribly devalued by being given away. It's funny that they didn't sense some of that. It's been the big story of the 21st century: music being devalued. Quote.
0: That uh, I was actually thinking about that uh, when we were watching the ver- uh, the video. That like, just giving your album away to everyone does sort of make it seem just like so common.
1: Yeah, and that's that's kind of the part of this I think is maybe the more interesting angle with this beyond just haha, Apple gave a bunch of people an album they didn't want and it became a meme. There's also an element of this that is sort of part of the early conversation around music streaming services. And this I uh, this this shift from buying individual albums and songs that have been going on for so long and to the services where, like, you're not really paying for music, or you're paying for it in an indirect way. Besides just piracy, obviously that was already happening. Mm-hmm. This does become part of that larger conversation where we're trying to figure out, like, how should artists be paid for music that's going through channels like this? Is music being devalued because you're not paying? You know, nine ninety nine for the album. It's it's definitely interesting to think about
0: the whole, the like the whole devaluing thing like you know they basically turn their album into ringtones
1: yeah so some other people in the music industry the black keys drummer patrick carney told the seattle times that the free release quote devalued their music completely quote and sends a huge mixed message to hands that are just struggling to get by i think that they were thinking it's super generous of them to do something like that Quote.
0: yeah now and uh, now that we've heard a few musicians i'm like okay yeah totally makes sense <laughs> what the, what they're all thinking about this
1: yeah and he was the drummer for the black keys and at that point the black keys was already publicly fighting with spotify over their low royalty rates so they were already kind of not a fan of this model keith nelson who was the guitarist on Buckcherry, said quote It's crazy, and I'm sure the band got paid so they made their money, but they've just sent a message to everyone that music is free and that's disturbing. It's easy to do that when you're a multi-millionaire billionaire and money isn't really something you need to worry about. But when you're a working rock and roll band and you count on every dollar, it's disappointing to see someone do that. I don't really like the message that it sends that music is free. Quote. Tyler, the creator, had a uh, maybe less nuanced take Uh, He made a post on Twitter that it just said, quote, get off my phone. You couldn't come up with an actual marketing idea. You two. I don't want you. Bono. I didn't ask for you. I'm mad. (laughs) Yeah. So he he was very clearly in the camp of the people who were just like, what's this doing on my phone?
0: (laughs) Yeah. And the whole like the hearing from the musicians is so interesting because there really are very few bands or artists that could pull this off could just like come to apple and be like you're gonna buy our album and give it to everyone it it is like such an uneven playing field
1: yeah so a few days after the album was released apple created a web page with a one click button for removing the album from a person's (laughs) account which was at iTunes.com slash SOI dash remove.
0: And what I do remember there were lots of how to articles online for doing this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I found those while I was <laughs> looking for this. It, it's just it's very funny that they release this and then a few days later there's like a a dedicated page just for removing one album from your account because of the weird way they did this.
0: Great job, everyone. <laughs>
1: In October 2014, Apple's vice president of internet software and services, Eddie Q, told Billboard that the album had been downloaded 26 million times. I I don't really know if that matters, because clearly <laughs> a lot of the people who downloaded it didn't want it, but that's uh, a lot of downloads.
0: So, there, so out of the 500 million iTunes subscribers, only 26 million actually got it either by an automatic uh, download or
1: manually doing it i think that was i'm not sure what the time frame was between that album coming out and when eddie was grabbing that statistic i mean that that makes sense that there's a lot of itunes account that are just sort of in stasis and no one's really using at the moment mm-hmm. like pro- i think probably mine at this point
0: point. and it kind of shows like maybe how few actually have that automatic download thing enabled
1: Apple did say also that it was played over 81 million times. So it seems like the average for those 26 million was that they played it a couple times, or some people played it a lot. Um, But that covered iTunes, iTunes Radio, and Beats Music.
0: Because that was a thing at this time.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No longer exists. And those numbers are uh, pretty interesting when they're compared to the 14 million people who had bought music from U2 since the iTunes store opened in 2003. Okay, so double, yeah, the, the downloads are double the number of people who ever bought anything from U2 before this.
0: So, U2 sees this as an absolute win,
1: yeah, yeah. This is this is working out great for them. Also, to answer some of the criticism, Apple said in a statement. Apple is a tech company fighting to get musicians paid. The idea that they wanted us to make a gift to the very people that actually purchase music is both beautiful and poetic, and for that we are very grateful Quote.
0: Uh, they are just so like <laughs> up their own asses about this. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing all of you a favor, you ungrateful yeah, yeah not, this not is a, a gift list. you don't yeah. you don't
1: like gifts take our
0: <laughs> gift. <laughs>
1: Yeah. So, um, obviously, a couple people asked U2 about this. Um, They gave kind of different answers each time. U2's uh, manager told The Rolling Stone in September 2014, quote, by this point, 7% of the planet has gotten the album. It might be too big, but we like to think big, quote. (laughs) Also, in that same statement, they had a quote from Bono who said, quote, if you don't want it, delete it. Here's the link.
0: Okay. Fair.
1: You two had another interview with questions from fans in October twenty fourteen. Someone asked about, you know, the release and uh what they had to say to people who might have been upset. Bono said, quote, Oops, um, I'm sorry about that. I had this beautiful idea and we got carried away with ourselves. Artists are prone to that kind of thing. Drop of megalomania, touch of generosity, dash of self promotion, and deep fear that these songs we poured our life into over the past few years might not be heard. There's a lot of noise out there. I guess we got a little noisy ourselves to get through it. Quote.
0: Well, it's nice to hear that he actually <laughs> realizes maybe it was not the best thing in the world to
1: do. Yeah, I I guess. This is so weird because it's like th- there's there's still absolutely an issue where like there's an imbalance of what artists get from, you know, streaming services. And I get there's, there's a conversation about music, maybe deep being devalued, but Bono says here. And I think in at least one other interview that like, he was afraid people might not listen to it, but it's like, it, they're you too. Yeah. like, p- like They're not like I mean, some lowly artist that they're not. It's going to get buried.
0: But like, everyone can suffer from like anxiety and like imposter syndrome and being a creative person. Like I can maybe understand him being like, we haven't put out an album in five years. Maybe people aren't going to like it, Blah, you know, yeah. And and just got carried away. Like, I guess kind of like he said,
1: yes, that was, that was one interview. They also discussed this on the Graham Norton show in October 2014. Great
0: show, love the YouTube clips.
1: Yes, and we're gonna watch a clip.
0: Excellent. (laughs) The title of this video, you two, parentheses, almost,
1: apologizing for giving you their album. Are you ready? Yep. Okay, go on, three, two, one, go. Now, feast your eyes on this. Now, any kids watching? Ah, oh, Gatefold, is it? It's a long-playing it? record, everybody. <laughs> 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 it is yeah. a gatefold.
3: It is. No, yeah, it's a gatefold. Yeah. Look, there's the lads. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. This is it, Songs of Innocence. And now, normally bands come on, they're trying to flog an album. Right. But everyone's got it already. what's the point? I mean, I... we're
2: thrilled, we're thrilled <laughs> you're here.
0: It's for all the people who got very annoyed that it was given to them free. They now get to buy it. So
1: but no, but weird. that is the... no, but this is the madness. I bought this time the yesterday, mi- in...
0: and that song's impregnated. I had to buy a special solution to take the song out of time. <laughs> but no,
1: but isn't this true in the midweek charts? It's it's number four. Yeah. So, yes, what, but but, everyone, but do they not know they've already got it? <laughs> <laughs> but they haven't got the vinyl. They okay, got okay. They but haven't got the CD. But, but also, everyone gets it on the iTunes. Right. Uh, who talked to who? Did you go to iTunes? Did iTunes come to you? Mm,
3: look, we worked very hard on these songs and really believed in them. And we were scared they wouldn't. You know, people wouldn't. Hear them, or you know, it's, it's it's tricky these days, you know, to be heard. We've been around a while. Why would anyone want another U2 album? We kind of asked ourselves that question. Aww. And um, no, no, no. poor U2? <laughs> <laughs> Who has worse luck than U2? <laughs> <laughs> there is at the back of any performer? It's a heartbreaking story. We got <laughs> the unforgettable fire. <laughs> It's just, look, if anyone, you know, wanted to call time on us, we've been around a while and we just wanted to do something fresh, something that no-one else had done, and, you know, it turns out, some people don't believe in Father Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) they see Father Christmas in their lounge on Christmas morning, they just want to give
1: Father Christmas a good kicking. (laughs) Good (laughs) kicking. I think you didn't care either way, did you? Uh, um, No, I I cared in as much as I knew that if we put it out the normal way. um, You know, records don't stay around the way they used to a a few years ago. And these songs, I think, are, are like... the. They're some of the best songs we've ever written and to get them out this way digitally It wasn't exactly a revolution, but we thought if we went to Apple We would at least get paid and Apple would give them free to their customers, which we thought was a good idea
3: I mean, there's a lot of people who were You know uninterested in YouTube two who are now, you know mad at YouTube, two which as far as we're concerned is an improvement <laughs> from the,
0: the thing I noticed in that video was They are, they are definitely sending out some mixed messages because, um, Bono talks about being afraid that people weren't going to listen to it again. And then the other, uh, guy that they talked about, the guy with the white hair, I'm not sure which one that is. Um, he talked about, you know, Oh, albums don't have the long lasting as they do anymore and blah, blah, blah. But then he's like, Oh, but if we went to Apple, we knew that we'd get paid. So it's like, okay. So what are you worried about, guys? Are you worried about that you weren't going to make enough money off this album, or were you worried that it wasn't going like, to, people weren't going to like it and listen to it? Like, I don't know.
1: Part of this is also like you two is uh, several different people who might have different opinions. Yeah, exactly. Also, like like bon- Bono alone is is also kind of going back and forth on this. So I don't know. It's it's uh it's interesting. This this was very briefly a meme because it, it it was always going to be if if Apple dumps some music on your phone randomly that not everyone wanted there are some uh, you know skits about this um, actually the there was one I found that was pretty funny from Conan which we're we're gonna watch
0: oh boy 2014 Conan
1: 2014 Conan he's not actually in this himself. All right. You got the video. Mm -hmm. Okay. Go on. Three, two, one, go.
4: Many Apple users weren't happy with our decision to give away U2's latest album, Songs of Innocence, as an automatic iTunes download. U2 is a band, I should add, that ranked number one in a poll taken by senior Apple executives last April at a golf and spa retreat in Palm Springs. So we thought this was a no-brainer. But apparently, to today's youth, giving away a free album from one of the best bands of all time is like going to their house and taking a gigantic crap on their doorstep. So we heard them loud and clear and quickly launched an app that helped people remove the new U2 album. But we understand some people are still unhappy. Well, I deleted the new U2 album, but I still remember hearing it, you know, so it's almost like I still have it. And I hate it so I really want Apple to do something about it. I was humming something, and my roommate was like, what's that, and I'm like, holy crap, I think it's that new U2
1: song, it's still in my head. And she was like, you have to find a new apartment.
4: For these customers, we are going a step farther and are introducing Apple's new Erase U2 service, which will not only remove all memories of the latest U2 album, but will also remove any memory of the band U2 whatsoever. Uh, uh, Other way. Uh, 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 Plus, after your procedure, you will be given an access code to automatically download, get this, the latest album from Irish rock legends, U2. These guys are really good. If you're happy, we're happy. But seriously, F you. It was a free album. Get over it. Uh, that was good.
0: That was pretty decent.
1: So yeah, there's a bunch of skits like that, Um, and all the all the links to everything we're watching are in the show notes. If you wanna take a look for yourself, that that one was pretty funny. So yeah, not really anything happened after this release. Like you know, it it released to normal music sales. Um, It kind of didn't sell that well because they gave it to a lot of people for free, and it just kind of faded faded away. Um, people got mad about other things and YouTube still around um, Apple hasn't tried this again
0: <laughs>
1: there was some talk when the album was first released about this being part of like a larger ongoing marketing deal with Apple I don't really know if anything happened with that They they might have put more YouTube music into commercials and stuff but they never tried anything like this again with anyone
0: Funny thing is, I like to think that the whole poor record sales because so many people had already had it. Uh, I love to think that YouTube didn't think about that part of it, and they were and <laughs> they were seeing the charts after it came out, and they're like, "Oh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're like, are we still getting paid? or is it, has, it, has has the check from Tim come through?
0: I'm I'm sure Apple probably like tried to." I probably like wanted to distance themselves from you two after this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So not, not a whole lot else to talk about there. Um, Bono explained how he thought it was ultimately a bad move in his memoir. And this was written in 2020. He said, quote, on the 9th of September of 2014, we didn't just put our bottle of milk at the door, but in every fridge in every home in town, in some cases we poured it onto the good people's cornflakes, and some people like to pour their own milk, and others are lactose intolerant. I take full responsibility. Not Guy-O, is the manager. Not Edge. Not Adam. Not Larry. Not Tim Cook. Not Eddie Q. I thought if we could just put our music within reach of people, they might choose to reach out towards it. Not quite. As one social media wisecracker put it, woke up this morning to find Bono in my kitchen, drinking my coffee, wearing my dressing gown, reading my paper. Or the less kind... The free U2 album is overpriced. Mm. At first, I thought this was just an internet squall. We were Santa Claus, and we'd knocked a few bricks out as we went down the chimney with our big bag of songs. But quite quickly, we realized we'd bump into a serious discussion about the access of big tech to our lives. The part of me that will always be punk rock thought this was exactly what The Clash would do, subversive. But subversive is hard to claim when you're working with a company that's about to be the biggest on earth. For all the custard pies it brought Apple, who swiftly provided a way to delete the album, Tim Cook never blinked. He said, you talked us into an experiment. We ran with it. It may not have worked, but we have to experiment because the music business in its present form is not working for everyone. If you need any more clues to why Steve Jobs picked Tim Cook to take on the leadership of Apple, this is one. Probably instinctively conservative, but he was ready to try something different to solve a problem. When it went wrong, He was ready to take responsibility. And while he couldn't fire the person who put the problem on his desk, it would have been all too easy to point the finger at me. We'd learned a lesson, but we'd have to be careful where we would tread for some time. It was not just a banana skin. It was a landmine.
0: The whole um, milk analogy he used does make me wonder just how well did he, Bono, understand how exactly this was going to work. Like, did he fully understand that, like, this was just going to be literally downloaded on people's phones? Like, did he fully understand that? I I, I wonder. I guess it's just a good thing it didn't work out because if it would have went really well, who knows?
1: Every new U2 album is added to everyone's iPhones.
0: Apple is literally just the recording company for U2. (laughs) They're the record label for U2. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So yeah, that's the free U2 album wow. that not everyone wanted. It is on all the streaming services, so if you want to listen to the album, uh, you can just search for Songs of Innocence. Joe, do you have anything you'd like to plug, now that I've plugged U2? <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: worse. I didn't think I would defend U2 as much as I did in this episode. Um, no, I don't really have anything to plug. I write for how to geek um, You can follow me on Mastodon at... Toshmo at mass.to.
1: Excellent. TechTales is at TechTales Show on Twitter and at TechTales at mas.to on Mastodon. The links for those are in the show notes. Also, in the show notes are all of the sources, along with the links to support the show and all of the video links. The official subreddit is r/slashtechtells podcast, where you can discuss recent episodes with other people listening to the show. And thank you for listening. And we'll be back in your podcast feed soon. Bye.